We're back again this week. It's been a couple weeks since the last one, but we're back again with a jam-packed show. We got so much to talk about. John, so how are you feeling? Fun. You're looking vibrant doing today, great, man. Hey, thank you, thank you so much, man. Well, I'm not doing as great as someone who's literally sitting courtside at a Raptors game right now. I mean, come on, how could how could you not be having fun with somebody? dunking i guess behind you someone doing something behind you um but yeah no i'm, I'm doing well man uh a lot of stuff going on in the nft space every single day so there's never a dull day um but yeah just thriving surviving how about you yeah absolutely same here same here you know everybody might be down on top shot a little bit down on nfl all day whatever whatever you're down on doesn't matter it's another day new day tons of stuff going on and there's tons of stuff to talk about today I mean, oh, yeah. like to start off, like even talking, um, we were talking off screen right before we started that the Ballers NFT, uh, the sneaker drop, sneaker airdrop, if you're owning the Ballers, you got possibly two sneakers today. Now, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard, they're they're doing an airdrop for anybody that had a uh, Ballers when they did the air or did the snapshot, sorry, on February 2nd, you get two sneakers uh, for your Ballers for the game whenever that does come out. Um and they're doing it in five separate drafts. So today, when we're recording, which is February 17th, I think, um, mm-hmm. they're doing the common drop. So you actually don't want to get the sneakers today. You want to get the sneakers down the road <laughs> when they're doing the legendary drops and the epics mm-hmm. and whatnot, because those would be sick. Um, aside from the Ballers NFT, though, we also have one that is near and dear to the lowest ass card, and that is the Fives NFT that we oh, talked yeah. about months ago with Josh Ong spectacular time we had with the, with him and, and talking about the Fives NFT. It's had an enormous resurgence. I had it clocked at just over a 25,000% increase the other day um, in total volume. Insane. Well over 125 ETH now uh, just on OpenSea. So check them out if you haven't already. It's, it's pumping still. It's kind of slowed down the last day or so, but all love to the Fives NFT and to Tristan and Fitzy and all the guys over there. Um, what about you, John? What's going on in your world these days? Oh, man. Uh, there have been so many drops that have been coming out lately, uh, just off the top of my head. Um, there was a uh, liquid metal drop, which was like uh, this project done by... Um, I'm not going... I don't want to mess it up. Triple Six is like the group that, they, that, that does it. Um, they are doing like this crazy... like They did this crazy like four-tiered... like um different kinds of passes that they did drop for the other day um when they did that uh they also like released like a white paper about what what you're going to be able to use for that um and then also on top of that uh if y'all remember i talked about magic a while back too um they're they are doing a lot of great stuff they are building um out and a crazy uh i guess like a bunch of different types of um I would say mechanics that you could use all of your uh, NFTs from that collection for. Um, and that has only like improved like their coins value. Um, so if you all remember uh, when I first talked about it on June, on January 27th, uh, it was priced at $3 and 40 cents. Uh, the current price right now, you would, if you would have bought in, if you would have bought in, uh, you would be looking at almost a two X increase I would say like seventy five percent increase because we're at we're we're a little bit dipping today, but we're hanging around about five dollars and fifty cents now. So uh, that was that has only further proved that like there are a lot of people who really do believe in the project. Um, I think we were uh, 
the number one coin on a few websites for, um, I think it was like Metaverse Coin or something like that. There was like there was like uh, a bunch of different like posts about how it's just like going up right now. Um, as you can imagine, there's obviously going to be dips and stuff like that. But uh, just a quick little note: the uh, the the thing that everybody's looking forward to if you're a uh, small brains holder is uh, the farming mechanism that they'll be coming out with, which is going to be very similar to uh, what they're already doing with the um, the uh, treasure farming, basically. Uh, and everyone's really excited about that. If you if you have any smalls, like they have the requirements that you'll need to do all that farming and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, they have a lot of big plans for this year. Uh, and I can see it definitely making some great moves uh, in the coming months and stuff like that. So... That has been uh, obviously on a lot of people's minds. If you own a small, or if you're just watching the uh, the action happen, um, it's it's just an exciting moment because uh, whether or not you own one, it's like uh, you know innovation happening, and it's always fun to see. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. You got anything else for us this week? Any alpha or anything? Just off the top. Uh, off the top. Um, trying to think. <laughs> Just ever like honestly, like all you gotta be doing is just be staying on Twitter and Discord and stuff like that. And you can get on a whitelist really easily if you're just like like just scrolling through it and stuff like that. Because like the the meta right now is people just like being like X amount of people who will like this or retweet this or tag someone, like you will get an OG role, which I tweeted I tweeted about this yesterday. The fact that some projects don't make OG roles equal whitelists, and this is going to be a little bit uh, controversial. If you don't make it a whitelist role, I think that I think that is like honestly, like it, it, it is it is removing any value to that role in the first place because people are like the whole reason that you're doing it is because you want to be an early adopter for a project. Like that's why you're there for to be an OG to be an early adopter. You want to reward people who are there at the beginning because those are the people who believe me in the first place. That's like with any project, you know. Um, but to be like, oh, OGs get you know first first spots in a giveaway or something like that, or like you know they get they get first uh, they they get first dips on you know maybe getting into a whitelist later. It's like, well, I mean, there's so many projects that like I'm already in to try and pay attention to and to stay active in just so I don't get kicked from. Then like it's hard to stay you know active on all of these different discords you know and stuff so the yeah that 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 uh just staying active on on social media is going to help you out a lot but uh yeah fair enough fair enough that kind of segues into our first topic of the day and we actually we were ripping packs right before we jumped in the podcast here and so we kind of wanted to talk about the new nba top shot pack formula um if you don't know, it's moved very similar to what NFL All Day was using previously, but the odds just aren't quite as good, obviously. Uh, NFL All Day, basically, any pack that you have is something of a lottery chance where um, in All Day specific case, 75% of many of the packs uh, feature just commons, whereas 20% or 22% or whatever it is will feature the rare moment in addition to the commons. And then... Um, there's like a very fraction, fractionally small amount that will give you a legendary moment instead of the rare or the common insert. Um, and so Top Shot has been toying with this idea as well with these Rising Stars packs as well as the game-recognized game packs. Um, 
and it's become one of the big topics this past two weeks or so on on every NBA Top Shot circle, just because a lot of people, the prices went up, of course, for the packs as well, so um, a lot of people kind of contentious with the expected values of some of them, as well as, obviously, the randomizer issues that there's been over the past few weeks. Um, but without getting into too much of that, I just want to know, what's your opinion? You know, um, they like you said, they're playing around with it because they want it to be like uh, they they're they're trying to they're trying to move away from like only you know it it it's kind of going back on like what the collector score actually means now because I feel like that was why people were like building up their collector score so they can be in like the legendary pack drops and stuff like that. But now, like if you can be in like a pack drop where you can get one just from a base amount of collector score. It's kind of hard to incentivize that. But also, what I will say is that it works with NFL All Day because, like you said, there's three tiers of, of, of moments for NFL All Day. Um, whereas for you get to Top Shot, there's, you know, there's commons, there's, like, uncommons, and then there's there's rares and there's legendary. So if you, if you add more tiers to that and, like, the, you spread out the percentages, it, it doesn't it doesn't carry over as much, especially when you're, when you're making those, those moments so much more, um, uh, it, there's a far bigger increase in volume of moments on, on top of it than there is for NFL all day. Because I mean, anything, uh, anything in a small bubble, like a, a closed beta is going to be like a good idea. It's just like how you transfer it over to a large, larger set of people and how that can still remain effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, they're, they're playing around with it and you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna land all the time. Um, they just have to really take data on what is actually working out for this system. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for two thirds of people, it sucks, right? Because yeah. the the third that gets uh, the uncommons basically, like right now in today's excuse me today's rising star drop number two, um, it was a fifty six percent chance in each pack that you would just get four comments, basically, none of which would be the rising stars or the MGLE or the hollow. And so yeah. basically if you, if everyone were to get one pack, 60% of those people are going to be disappointed because they lost money in terms of value, because the 60 K moments are worth like $2 right now. Um, or at least after today, they're worth $2 uh, or basically they just turn into trade tickets in a lot of cases. And if you're paying $19 for four moments, then it's just not worth it, right? Because you're getting yeah. eight, maybe $12 total or $9, whatever it is, um, total worth of moments for $19. So a lot of people are really upset about that. Um, the expected value on all these packs is still positive. It's still, I believe it's like $30 on just over $30 basically for each pack. And that's obviously completely uh, mitigated by the outliers that are the legendaries that you get in the packs. You know, if you're getting a, I think in drop one, it was like Jimmy Butler, Metallic Gold, for example. You're getting a couple hundred bucks for that. So yeah. that covers your packs. Um, and obviously there's four badge rookies in it. But I think the primary concern, more so even that, uh, more so even than the actual randomization and the likeliness that you get a rare or a hollow, is actually just the total number of moments that they're putting out in addition mm-hmm. to um, the randomizer issues they've had lately. Um, if you've spent any time on Twitter or any time in the general discord on top shot, which I would not ever recommend for anybody, uh, it's not good for anybody's mental health going on there, but, um, you would have noticed that there's been a ton of issues with the randomizer. And now there's been like some sort of a lost trust between consumer and, 
and producer basically in that a lot of consumers today, for example, is a great, there's a great example from today's pack drop that comes to mind. And that is there was uh, one person that actually packed two Vince Carter legendaries today. Now the instant reaction to it was that there was an issue with the randomizer again, and somebody got two legendaries, which is unfair, obviously, Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't have got it, yada, yada, yada. Well, the problem was was that this guy actually lined up, bought a pack, there happened to be a Vince Carter in it, awesome. Lined up again, went all the way to the back of the line, got a new pack, and got another Vince Carter. So everybody jumps on the bandwagon of expecting it to be a broken randomizer or expanding it to be ri- expecting it to be rigged, sorry, or something like that, and it's not always the case. Um, some people are just super, super lucky. Uh, this drop two seems to not have had any of those sorts of issues. Although obviously we know, uh, I know of yet. Yeah. Yeah. That we know of yet, but also (laughs) that the, the previous couple, there were serious issues with the hollows being distributed. And then even when they tried to rectify that with the elite packs, they gave refunds for all the elite packs, but then they didn't do it for the standard. Now the, the issue with the standard pack wasn't the same, obviously, but Regardless, it sets a bad precedent. So I understand why people are upset. And the thing with the... There's a ton of moments coming out. Like, there's 21 new Rising Stars moments coming out in varying forms, basically, plus the three challenge rewards. Um, So a lot of other sets have gone by the wayside and a lot of other things. There's just so many moments coming out, right? Especially with the 60Ks, there's more released and there's... We've had two pack drops in the last week now where there were over 150,000 packs of each. So we crossed the million moments in a week threshold. And the last time that I can recall we did a million moments in a week was last March. And we knew what happened in March, obviously. It's tanked for about six months and then it came back in the later fall time or so. And then we had this great track record. So obviously Top Shot's having a tough week. Yeah. Tough two weeks now, I guess. We were in that big bull market for a while there. A lot of people are a little bearish now. I think there's a potential for a bounce back, but I think we might be seeing some longer-term issues in terms of just valuing moments. That doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. time to fire sale or anything. Like If you're selling now, you're selling for a nickel on a quarter. But um, I would be wary about where you spend your dapper balance, I guess. A lot of people I yeah. do know... We're sitting out today's drop, at least in the standard. The elite will probably always be positive. But that's just my perspective on it. No, that's fair. Um, for you, I mean, I guess, like, personally, has, like, these pack drops affected any of your... Because, like, you kind of mentioned, like, it, it affects just the general sets for, for people, like team sets and stuff like that. Uh, can you speak to that at all? Yeah, so I mean, like today's drop, for example, they had the Vince Carter in there, so team sets. My $1,500 Toronto Raptors team set or whatever gets broken up because of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a few days to kind of digest that, obviously. I know that a lot of people were really upset about it, myself included, um, because we were told by Top Shot, you know, it's time to collect what you love. Like, that's what we're all about, basically. And so we were also told there would be team set utility. And,. To this point, we haven't got any team set utility, mm-hmm. um, and I held this set for months and months and months, basically, and I ended up getting it broken up, not by my own doing, basically. Like, Top Shot just chose mm-hmm. to use a dunk contest moment to ruin my team set, obviously. And so I know that a lot of Raptors fans and a lot of Jazz fans are really upset about it because the Jeff Hornacek breaks up the uh, Jazz team set as well, and it's a three-pointer moment. 
Both moments are super cool. I do have a little beef with the Vince Carter one, not just because of the team set thing, but actually because it's the third best uh, dunk from that dunk contest that he was in. Yeah, they're definitely saving the other two. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, they have to. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at, I think. With with it, I, I know a lot of people are upset about it, and very understandably, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are at a dapper balance today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, myself included. So we will see what Top Shot does in the, in the near future. But I'm hoping for better days. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't think that there is a community that is, like, like regrettably more used to, like, sort of setbacks in, like, a general, like, you know, like, a, a large-scale collection like this. Because, like, with, with like, something like this, like, it, it's always going to have a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. And any big or small issue is going to affect the market in some sort of way. Um, and, you know, with a huge drop like this, there was bound to be some issue and stuff like that. Uh, but for them to, to this point at least, not really rectify it in a, in a whole, of, at least to feel a wholesome sort of way, um, that that does sort of shift the sentiment um, to more more bearish for the time being because like you said like you know it could bounce back we could see we could see a bounce back in this in the latter half of the season they could pull off some you know crazy utility for like you know like you said team sets or you know they could they could do some stuff that they could do the the classic under promise over deliver mm-hmm. that you know everyone's hoping for but uh, yeah it, the ball is really in their court no pun intended that like. They need to do something about it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I know they've been workshopping some utility stuff. They they put out these one of one NFTs that they're going to be auctioning soon, and they're giving one away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure that's exactly what everybody yeah. was asking for, but <laughs> I don't think we'll, anyone was no. asking we'll, for that. <laughs> we'll come back to that on another day, probably though. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like you said, like under promising and over delivering, that's what they're gonna have to do to probably get a lot of these people to continue spending money on their packs, obviously. Um, and I think we need to take a hard look, like not only as Top Shot itself, but as a community, as to whether or not we need this many moments for All Star games. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily. This is the same issue we had last year, where there was seeing stars, and it was these superstar setups jam-packed with superstars everybody was yeah. great in it. it was amazing awesome. moments yeah and so what we did was we instead saturated them with rare versions of the same moments of the same players which wasn't great and then we also had a full rising stars set at the same time which wasn't great either so this year instead of doing that we instead have a common rising stars set and then we're expecting a rare all-star set and there's also legendary historic set that's just not necessarily what everybody was anticipating would happen. So maybe yeah. for 2023, I guess, uh, the All-Star Games should probably be the, a little dialed back, maybe. Even if third you time's just, the charm. Third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. <laughs> but we are going to move on from that, obviously. I do have a couple questions, though, when we're talking about oh, All-Star yeah, Game. Like, uh, what do you think of the All-Star teams? Anybody that... Uh, that's sitting on the outside that should have been on the inside or sitting on the inside that should have been on the outside? Ooh, that was not what I was expecting you to ask me. I don't think so, though, because of the injuries. I think that a lot of people were, were, uh, you know, kind of miffed about Jared Allen not being in it. uh, Mm -hmm. And um, uh, who's another one that a lot of people were? 
Oh, Lamella Ball. Yeah, like, you know, like they thought that he would also be in it. I mean, Lamella Ball is like a, he is like as a, like all-star game as it gets, you know? Like, you know, he treats every game like an all-star game, so you want him to be in it, uh, yeah. whether or not he's got like the, you know, the splits for it. But, um, you know, you like, I'm excited for this all-star game. I mean, like, I feel like the sentiment is like, again, LeBron has drafted this, like, Super team juggernaut in the team. all-star yeah game. exactly yeah. yeah like i don't know how this dude does it but like uh, it's gotta be like like uh, you know kevin duran and Giannis are you know just trying to fade the you know the obvious picks for like these sleeper picks or whatever but you know you get i mean he's got like chris paul he's got demar Derozan, he's got steph he's got Giannis, he's got you know he's got everybody I don't know how he's going to... I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They're runaway we'll Vegas for, favorites, for sure. Yeah, I'm but... Uh, I mean, I I always love... And this might be just me, but I always love a close All-Star game because at least you know they're going to, like, you know, put their effort into it toward the end and stuff, too. And it's not just, like, a whole, you know, let's see who can one-up each other, like, exactly. in every position and stuff. Um, so, Yeah. Kind of a bummer that it's not it's not as uh, evenly teamed up, but you know they get surprises. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but sure. what, what about you? I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited. The Wiggins thing was kind of hilarious. Obviously, you know. Of course, yeah. I'm Canadian, yes, so like it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian, so it is kind of nice to see that there's like a Canadian starting in the All Star game. I guess. But you if you told me, him, though, right? I didn't think it would be Andrew Wiggins. Like, if you're gonna tell me that there was a starter that was Canadian. I would have probably went to Vegas and bet that it was SGA, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, um, me too. But regardless, we have one. So sure, I guess I'm somewhat excited. Um, still wild, though, that he oh, made yeah. it. But regardless, oh, yeah. <laughs> what I have to say is I think the skills challenge is going to be really cool. I don't know if you've seen the teams for the skills challenge at all. I don't so, think I have. So can I can you tell you off the top. Me, yeah. yeah. So basically, there's a team called Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. And okay. then there's one that's called Rookies, that uh-huh. is um, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, and shoot, and I think it's Jalen Green, or maybe uh-huh. it's Jalen Suggs. I, I don't remember. It's one of the Jalen's. It's one of the Jalen's, I think. <laughs> um, and then there's the team on Kumpos, and it's Giannis, Alex, and Thanasis. Which is, which is pretty awesome. That's sick, so, yeah. Or, sorry, it's not the Nasus, it's Casas. Um, oh, the Nasus didn't get in it. No, but the Raptors 905 oh, is representing because Alex uh, Antetokounmpo is not even an nba right now. He's currently a G-leaguer, but he will be attending uh, the, the Skills Challenge, which is kind of cool, I, I guess. That is awesome, dude. I love right. that. That's pretty cool. I love how they're like... Not trying to be too serious about the skills challenge at this point. Yeah. Because like, no one takes it seriously anyway. Like, no. the only time it's ever been cool is, um, wasn't it Jason Tatum hitting the half-court shot to win the skills challenge one year? I think yeah, that happened. that one was Like, that cool. was pretty sick. Um, yeah. But besides that, um, yeah, you, you gotta have fun with the skills challenge. You gotta, either that, or you, or you make a new, like... Uh, event like a 1v1 event because i think that would also be sick yeah i've I I always been a proponent for the 1v1 event stuff and sorry it was not one of the jalen's it's scotty barnes kate cunningham and josh Kitty. 
So okay, okay. It's basically Ooh, okay. all the yeah. It's all the non Evan Mobley. It's like the next tier down guys, basically, that are all fighting for Rookie of the Year. Whereas yeah. Evan Mobley gets to play for the Cavaliers, I guess. It's so funny that like they're like, okay, we have this like fun like get all the Antetokounmpo's on there, and then there's also like a fun like oh get all the rising stars. What's the third team gonna be? Where are we going? We're going Cleveland. to Cleveland, so I guess we just get a Cleveland team. I mean, um, two of them are all-stars, and Evan Mobley, true. like you could argue, should probably be... He was probably on the short list of guys that were next to be an all-star. Yeah. after LaMelo. So, I mean, you never know. You never know. Yeah, that is that is but, sick, though. I, I did not know about that. That's, I, I feel like I would have heard about that, too. But um, right. It's very yeah. confusing, the structure of it and everything, with the Rising Stars game and all that. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. Um, yeah, there's a big but, smoke screen around that first... <laughs> first few events i feel like oh, yeah, um you, you got a pick on uh on dunk contest and three-point contest yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna take i gotta look at the um, contestants real quick i'm gonna take cat on the three-point comp i think that's an underrated pick like i get that he's a big and everybody just hates bigs when they're in that comp but i think that there's none of the usual suspects there you know there's no clay yeah there's no there's staff, no, there's staff. no clay. There's no Joe Harris. No, there's no Joe there's Ingles. No Dame. There's no Dame. There's no CJ. I don't think. Or CJ's in it. I think actually. Yes. Um, um, but there's no Dame. Yeah. So like, there's a good shot for anybody that's in that. It's in that category. Now I think I, that mm-hmm. Luke Kennard is going to be underrated there because Luke Kennard is like one of the top five highest three point shooters in the league. You don't think um, that though, you know? Like you look at the guy and you're like, I can see you making like two three pointers a night, but certainly not like. Well, he only makes like two or three because he doesn't shoot. Yeah, right but on, he's but efficient <laughs> at those two. Or he's three, efficient guess, at those yeah. two or three. I think I am gonna go with Cat. I'm gonna take Cat. He's just got such a repeatable motion, and he's mm-hmm. even though he's big, he's only like 18 inches from the basket when he's in the three point line because he's so big. So I, I just think that I mean, I think my concern with Cat is that his release might be too slow. Like he might not get True. through the whole thing. You know what True. I'm saying? Yeah, like gotta put the money yeah. balls early then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe skip the four pointers if we're still doing those. Um, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're not. I'm not. I'm surprised you're not going for your boyfriend. So okay, somebody asked me about that today too on Twitter or something. And yeah, um, it's because Fred, like Fred, is not a three point shooter the same way that like Luke Kennard or Cat is, where they have this mm-hmm. repeatable motion and they do it every time. I don't know how many mm-hmm. Raptors games you watch, but he does not shoot the same three pointer ever. It's always different. Looking. <laughs> it's always a different job, and he always takes like these ridiculous ones at the end of like it'll be the end of the game. They're down by like six, and he'll be at half court and just logo it, and he'll hit. He, he much like Kyle Lowry did back in the day. He'll mm-hmm. shoot it, and you'll be like, "Why are you taking that up? Oh, shoot, he hit it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, take I it. guess I can't say anything Fuck about it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a no, no, no. Yes, exactly. Yes. Good. And so I don't necessarily see him being like those guys don't tend to do super well in those comps. Whereas guys mm-hmm. like Desmond Bain, who just like everything is about the mechanics and he's never taking yeah, a shot. Yeah. That it's like a different. rigid, yeah. <laughs> it's a rigid motion. Those guys seem to do well. So I'll take Cat. What about you? Uh you know, I would say I don't know if he is gonna be in it, but I was gonna say I really like Zach Levine for this. Mm. I think that he's got a great shot. Um and he's playing. He's playing uh, exceedingly well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. There, there, there was like talk that he might not play because he's like he's hurt. He's hurt right now. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case, 
You would talk me into a Patty Mills. I think, okay. I think Patty Mills is a little sleeper here. That is a sleeper think, pick. Yeah, I think he he's he's such a deceiving shooter because like mm-hmm. he's one of those players that like you watch a game with him and you won't think that he's scoring at all, and then you look at the box score and he's had already like three threes or something like that. Yeah. Like he's just, uh, and I think he he would feed off of the crowd. One of those kind of guys. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I like that pick. I do like I do like uh, you know a seasoned guy like Cat or uh, Trey Young even, but I, I yeah. don't. I think Trey Young is too obvious of a pick f- for people. Like he he is the three point shooter most among all of these guys. So in case you're wondering too, he has the lowest three point percentage of everybody on that list. But that's I, I would I would argue that's because, because of, volume. of volume. Yeah, it is volume, and it's also difficulty of shot you're taking. But this yeah. also comes back to the same thing of he takes a lot of shots with guys on his back, like doing the backpack move. He takes mm-hmm. a lot of shots from the logo. He takes a lot of shots contested by two guys. So it's not necessarily the same repeatable thing over and over and over mm. and over. You know? But we'll like, see. like you, you almost think that you would like him to be almost contested while he takes these because it, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's more used to that. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, anyway, moving on, I think you have a project that you wanted to kind of talk about here real quick. All right, so thank you, Caleb. I'm actually going to be talking about this amazing project that is behind me. Um, if you guys don't know already, these are called the Cyber Turtles uh, on OpenSea. They're the Cyber, Cyber Turtles Genesis project. So basically with these pro- this project, um, I feel there's so much potential behind it. Uh, namely because of the community, the utility, and then the, uh, the aspirations that they have behind it. Um, so uh, just, just going off a disclaimer right now, I have five of these. So uh, this is a personal show, but it's also like I want to cue, uh, cue you guys into this because of what is coming rapidly approaching um, like in the next week or so uh, as we're recording this. Uh, so the project itself is a 5K project of uh, these turtle guys right here uh, in, this, in this art style. And uh, the thing that uh, jumped out to me first when I first joined this project um, was the Discord. I thought that the Discord had a hugely, hugely, um, like, close, tight-knit community uh, within it. Um, There is actually a whole subset of channels that um, was just used for the purpose of, like, sharing different projects that, like, uh, not only, like, people within the community, but the founder that uh, himself was, like, going into and doing research about and um of course like imploring uh whoever's reading it to also do their own research but like you know basically directing people about like where are the hidden gems within the nft community because as you can expect right now there's a lot of projects popping up as there always is in this you know the nft space and stuff like that and it's really just like like um tuning out all the noise and trying to find like the gems um and that's what i found really uh was that this this place where um, people were ri- like, you know, hourly, I mean, even by like the half hour, even there was like projects that people were talking about. And uh, it, re- it required only a, um, a few bits of research for me to realize that they were looking for the right things uh, within these projects as well. You know, utility, um, a docs dev team, um, you know, things like that, that, uh, you know, people who've been in the space for a while know about, but people who are like, you know, just trying to make a quick cash grab won't even bother to incorporate into the discord themselves. Um, and so once I found that out, I was like, okay, there's, there's definitely some, some legs for this project. Um, and then, uh, after the mint, uh, I realized that this was a stake system as well for the project. Um, I knew that beforehand, but, um, they also kind of talked about what the, 
coin that they were uh, that you would be getting from staking would would provide for you. Um, so their coin is called Shell. Um, so I have five staked right now. So each um, turtle that I've staked um, gives you a hundred shells a day, basically. Uh, and so, um, with those shells at first people were like kind of talking about their speculation about, Oh, maybe we need a, a liquidity pool so that people can, you know, cash out if they want to and stuff like that. But, you know, you obviously want some utility behind that before you do that, or else people are just going to cash out immediately and there won't be any reason to hold on to the shell. Um, and so, uh, it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that the founder, um, who actually, um, it was kind of refreshing because like, uh, his name is Austin. He's actually in the, the discord, like a lot, like he's talking to people, he's having full on conversations in the alpha channel. Um, he's not kind of just staying back and like letting people like talk about themselves or being like, Hey, why is nobody like, you know, talking about X, Y, and Z and stuff. He's not trying to prompt anyone either. He's just like, you know, being friends with everybody, which is, uh, you know, uh, something to always appreciate, I guess. Uh, and, uh, he was talking about, Oh, um, I noticed this, like this really cool concept, uh, of having a whitelist marketplace. So basically, um, in the next week or so, they've been talking about, uh, when exactly it'll be happening, but the, uh, the ideas that'll be happening in the next week or week and a half, um, there will be a marketplace on the cyber turtles website that will allow you to use the shells that you have accrued during your time for staking to pay, uh, to get whitelists for other projects. Um, and I think this is a really good idea. It was, it's done, it's been done by a few other projects, but seeing, um, what, uh, projects that they have collaborated with already, um, it gives me confidence that they have, they have, they have some good, um, I guess, uh, uh, collaborations that they have in mind already. And he's, uh, he's also already, um, kind of hinted at like what they intend to do with the whitelist marketplace. And they also stated that that's not like the end game as well either. Um, there's been talk about a play to earn game. There's been talk about, um, mutants. There's been talk about, uh, you know, uh, pets and stuff like that as well so like they they have a lot that they want to do but they're using this specific time um for people to get in to stake their uh turtles right away so they have they have the shell to get into this white list marketplace um and so that is all to say that um obviously you can say all this but it has to be effective so um, to know whether or not um, a staking uh, like concept has been effective or not, you could see the numbers. You could tell whether or not people are actually staking their their stuff and stuff. Uh, so, uh, just I think two days ago, they just surpassed five thousand out of the five thousand five hundred fifty five being staked. Which means that not only is there like barely five hundred just not even staked. Uh, if you look right now on their OpenSea, there is. I think about 130 even listed. Um, so that means with, uh, you know, people who know, uh, like potential for projects and stuff, bigger, uh, buyers and stuff like that can see projects like that and say, Oh, that like I could buy 20 of these. And then like, I already have, a um, an ROI of like a hundred percent already because the, f the floor is so thin to, you know, X amount that like, if I buy that many, it could, you know, work out for me if I want to sell it later. But, uh, that's why that they incentivize the staking and so why they have the whitelist marketplace and why I had all these other things are valuable is because people don't want to unstake them. They want to keep them in there so that they can keep getting the, the shell and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, they are also, and they've talked about this too, that they, uh, also are 
um, seeing if they can get listed on the Trove Marketplace too, which is actually the Treasure um, like collaborated marketplace. So that's how everything kind of ties together. So I think they kind of use a little bit of like what Treasure and the small brands and stuff are doing, or like we incorporate that as well. And uh, yeah, a lot of great ideas backpacking off each other to create even better projects and stuff. So uh, yeah, if you haven't already, if you, ever, if you haven't heard about it, I would definitely recommend looking up their Twitter. Um, I would recommend, if you have any questions for me, this is what I did last time for the Small Brands, if you have any questions for me, uh, feel free to reach out about it. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to cue you guys in on a, a really cool project doing amazing things. The floor right now, I think, is... Uh, like around 0.3. So again, if it's if it's too expensive for you, I totally understand. Because but you can still buy the shell token, um, uh, in like the you know uh, what, whichever coin uh, you know marketplace that you use or whatever. So um, feel free to do that as well. Um, this is not financial advice. I still recommend um, going to the Discord, seeing what it's all about, looking at their links, looking at their roadmap and everything, and really getting to know the project itself because. Uh, as someone who's been in this space for a while and, and, you know, Caleb, who's also been in this space for a while, it's, you know, it like projects like this, you know, that stay around past the one month mark or whatever, um, either are, are there because they got like one really good influencer to get them there, or, you know, they have a really good project that, um, that has the legs to do, uh, bigger and better things. Um, but yeah, that's, a uh, that's, that's yeah. cyber turtles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, we talked about this off screen, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's got like a decent floor at what, 0.34, I think we were talking about. And yeah, a, yeah. There is a handful of them there right now. And, you know, maybe I'll go pick one up right after this. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that, that's one of those projects that, like you said, if it's there after a month still, then they've either, like you said, done really well with um, influencers online, or they obviously have been working at making a good product. Mm-hmm. Um, we even talked about like the fives NFT. Yeah, completely off topic, but we talked about the fives NFT to, to start the show really, and that's a project that went away for a few months, but a lot of collectors had just had it in their accounts. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they tweeted at Josh Hong and us the other day, and they were asking Josh Hong like, "Do you still have your fives?" And he said, "Still got them. So he still has them, <laughs> yeah. and he, he's." kept them all the way through and so have we obviously kept them all the way through basically the the long winter that they've had they're mm-hmm. pumping up right now everybody's seeing what a great project they are and if you've been following it at all um or if you're just getting into it you'll see that they've put in a ton of work over the past two months putting together their uh their ballers uh, they're doing a ballers mint basically for each card that you have yeah. and basically they're gonna have a game for later on as well like they've done tons of work so show it to them but that does bring us to our final topic of the day real quick, and that is the lowest ass of the week. Uh, I'm going to start with mine real quick, Go ahead. and then we can wrap this up. Uh, mine is going to be the Hustle and Show Series 3 set, the full thing. Now, you may be asking, Caleb, usually you just give me a moment. Well, this week I'm giving the whole set. And the reason <laughs> I'm giving the whole a set lot of moments, yeah. <laughs> is because it is down 50% in the last week. In actually the last three days. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice that the Christoph Porzingis is down to just 135 right now, and the Steph Curry's down to 120. There's no other bottlenecks for a set that are that low. So if you want to get into a set real quick that's going to give you utility soon, when the second drop does come out, I would say that that's probably your best bet. 50% down, you can pick it up just around 300 bucks right now. It was up around 500 a week and a half ago, so that would probably be my... 
uh, best low assassin this week. Again, like at 130 bucks for a bottleneck set moment. Um, when they're destroying team sets right now, the best way to zag that would be to collect full utility giving sets as opposed to team sets. So that is my low stats this week. What about you, John? Yeah, so I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, actually. Um, it's the uh, it's the liquid metal by uh, by triple six. So basically, um, just to give a little bit more background on that, they they have um, all of their uh, NFTs are in the secondary marketplace right now, so you can't mean any right now. But what I can tell you is that they have a lot of big aspirations, and if there's another project that um, I really like. That's called House Passes, H-A-U-S Passes. Um, and a lot of their utility is based on collaborating with other projects to give you um, free airdrops or uh, whitelist for other projects. And then they also have a... Um, they also have a another project that is directly under them that is a uh, like an anime style project uh, called Murray. So the, the, that project I feel like has um, it has a lot of like its sort of DNA impact into into liquid metals because they kind of intend to do a very similar thing, except they are um, leaning more into like the physicals, so like actual like physical uh, things that they will give you uh, in addition to collaboration with. Um, apparently a bunch of different artists uh, to give you like their physicals as well. Um, they uh, right now um, they have a four tier system. So there is a silver, there's a gold, um, there is uh, a diamond and there's a molten um, level. So uh, all four of them, I mean, right now are at, at a decent buy right now. I think the, uh, the lowest tier, which is silver is sitting at around a 0.09, uh, which isn't, uh, which isn't like, you know, cheap by any means but uh their mint was a 0.02 i believe so like they're already um like higher above their mint and you always love to see that after a project um goes out of mint because you know that's where they either live or die sometimes so um i will say if you're looking for a project that will give you um a lot to um, look forward to um and it also has a really nice like aesthetic with it as well um i, I would recommend looking at their discord and stuff as well um and uh, yeah, they 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 are um, trying to build a lot of cool stuff in the same way that um, house passes have. And uh, just to give a frame of reference, house passes floor right now is like a one point one ETH. So um, you know, if they even do half as well as that, you're looking at a you know four hundred percent you know return on investment. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking about the money, uh, that's not bad either, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. So definitely check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everybody for listening today. As always, I am Caleb Lesko, and that's my buddy John over there. You can check us out on Twitter, at RealCalebLesko, and at ThreesIsCatchem. And check us out online as well at TheLotusNats.com or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You can find us on everything. Thanks again. See you next week. See you guys. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. My life. Nice.